Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, part two of our Wednesday Spectacular. My name is Peter Klein, thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, remember if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening in podcast form, leave a rating and subscribe. Coming up on this show, it is the NFL Power Rankings. It is also the return of the NFL Playoff Committee as we debate uh, who gets into the postseason. We'll kind of combine those into one. Uh, and then we'll look at the coaching changes across the NFL, go into a bit more detail on that. And uh, a quick thought on the college football national championship game. Part one of this was who needs the Super Bowl the most? Uh, and a look at the NHL uh stories, headlines, whatever. Uh, so if you are looking for a bit more hockey and a lot more football, uh, you can check out that episode right now. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. All right. The playoff committee has spoken. It is time for the final NFL power rankings and the playoff rankings for the 2023-2024 NFL season. Cut that off a little early. Uh, all right. We said they had clinched the last spot uh, that they have. It is the Carolina Panthers coming in at number 32. Uh, an abysmal season, and the cupboards are bare now. It really feels like. They have the quarterback. They, they have a couple of pieces on the defensive side of the football, uh, but they don't have their first-round pick, and they don't have a... Do they have a coach? I don't think they have a coach. Um, they don't have a GM, that's for sure. So there's a lot going on right now out in Carolina, and none of it is good. And they are a team where it's kind of fun when they're good, but it, they can also fade into irrelevancy very, very quickly. So we will see what kind of turnaround happens there. You saw how quickly it can happen out in Houston, although that was with the pick after uh, uh, Bryce Young. So we'll see, but they, they need a lot of help this upcoming offseason, and they're going to have to get, I think, very creative if they are going to uh, get that. At 31, it is the New England Patriots. An abysmal season ends abysmally, and obviously there's a lot of coaching questions around this team right now. We'll get into that in a little bit. From just a strictly roster construction standpoint, this is a good defense. They got banged up this year, but this is a pretty good defense. The offense is basically a bare slate. You have Ramondre Stevenson, who I think a lot of and not a whole lot else. Uh, the offensive line isn't great. The pass catchers are abysmal. And you probably have zero NFL quarterbacks on your roster, with all due respect, to Rorick. Um, so th this is another one where it is clean slate if you want to come in. And a lot of the rumors right now are uh, Mike Vrabel being the guy. And we will see what, what ends up happening with this squad. But it, it is it, it has been a quick fall from grace for the New England Patriots since Tom Brady's exit. At 30, it is the Washington Commanders. They are in a, a pretty prime spot right now to, to draft a quarterback. We'll, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, I thought they kind of had maybe something in Sam Howell, but I don't think Sam, like Sam Howell, if he were to enter the draft this season, might be the sixth best quarterback in this draft. So uh, we'll see. Maybe he ends up on another team or just as a backup or whatever, but um, th they have some offense they have some weapons on this offense. They need offensive line help, um, but they, they have nothing on the defensive side of the football. But uh, if you're bringing in a young quarterback, having uh, Terry McLaurin on your roster is a pretty good place to start. Having Desha uh, a Jahan Dotson is a pretty good place to start. And having Robinson Gibson as your backfield, um, pretty good place to start. 
the defense is bad and they need a coach. So we'll see what happens out there. At 29, it is Arizona. They are in an intriguing spot right now as they like they, they played themselves out of a, a top quarterback pick, I believe. So we'll see what they end up doing. But you, you saw signs of life from this offense. James Conner is still a productive NFL running back. Kyler Murray is still a really good quarterback. You need to get him some pass catchers and that defense kind of sucks. So that they're in this spot for a reason, but I, I think there's reason to be optimistic out in Arizona right now. At 28, it is the LA Chargers. They are the apple of everyone's eye this upcoming offseason. I think it's very clear that there is uh, a change needed at the running back position. Um, there are major depth issues at wide receiver. Defensively, uh, th this team has some pieces, but they were abysmal all season long. And that is, I, I think, one of the big concerns for this team. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how they address it. A lot of people are mocking them with a um, drafting the tight end out of Georgia Bowers. That might be a bit of a luxury play right now for a team that needs some help on the defensive side of the football. But we'll, we'll see what happens in L.A. They, they got the quarterback, we think. Um, I, I still, I, I have some questions on Herbert now. But obviously, there's a ton of talent there. They just need to be able to maximize that. At 27, it is the New York Giants. Um, they're going to be in a, a spot. We'll see what they do at the quarterback position. I don't think Daniel Jones is it, but they have... They have a lot they need to work on. There's a couple pieces on the defense that you like. Um, Saquon Barkley probably sticks around, but they have no pass catchers and nothing to speak of of an offensive line. So that they are one that they, they need a lot of help uh, across the board on this Giants team. At 26, it is Atlanta. The coach gets fired. They get curb stomped in a game that was still meaningful for them. Um, it, it, it was pretty clear. I, I was going to... I guess I can't really say it was clear Tampa Bay was going to beat Carolina um, because they won by nine. But Atlanta still had an opportunity to win the division if they won that game, and they weren't even close. It's a team that clearly quit on their, their coach, but there's a lot of pieces you like. This defense kind of carried a lot of the mail for this group. And on offense, I, I still think the combination of London, Pitts, and Robinson can be really, really dangerous given the right quarterback. So they have... They they have a very, very important offseason coming up in Atlanta. At 25, it's the Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers making a lot of news for the wrong reasons always. When you look at this roster, Aaron Rodgers coming in at quarterback doesn't fix everything. The defense is very good, and they have weapons on offense. Brees Hall being one year removed from his injury, I think will just be even more electric. Um, Garrett Wilson is a whole lot of fun to watch, but... They have nothing on the offensive line, and they need a lot of help, and probably need another pass catcher out in there to, to be a real threat to Buffalo and Miami in this division. At 24, it is Minnesota, and honestly, man, if they, like, if Kirk Cousins stays healthy, this might have been a playoff team. I know they were a trendy under um, play this season, and I think that ends up cashing, but they, they, they actually weren't that bad this year, and if they can either keep the Kirk Cousins relationship going or get another quarterback in there. This is going to be a team you have to watch out for, I think, in the NFC North next season. At 23, it is Tennessee. I hate the coaching decision to get rid of Mike Vrabel. Um, and the main reason is, I think this is an incredibly flawed roster. This team has never defended well, which I guess certainly could be a knock on Mike Vrabel, but they've never really had the pieces. The offensive line is bad, and they have not a whole lot for skill position guys. Derrick Henry's probably on his way out. Um, Will Levis had some flashes. And also had some frustrating moments. Uh, so we'll see what Tajay Spears and Will Levis can do as the, the new foundation 
out in Tennessee. At 22, it is the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's going to be on his way out. They are going to have a ton of cap issues because of getting rid of him. That's like $40 million that they're just going to eat. Um, defensively, this team really stepped up. After giving up 70 to Miami, this defense played really, really well. Sean Payton can kind of coach up an offense. We'll see what it looks like with maybe a less limited quarterback next season. At 21 at Chicago, they have a real interesting decision to make at the top of the draft. They have number one overall pick because they have Carolina's pick. Justin Fields, I thought, had some signs that this was going to turn around. But Caleb Williams, I, I think, could be the truth. This is a a monumental decision for Chicago. If if it were me, um, and it's easy for me to say without my job on the line, if it were me, I'd move the pick, i get a haul of draft picks, and try to do the Seattle-New York Jets thing of, uh, I guess, Houston Texans thing too, of making this thing over in one offseason. Like, let's, let's get Fields a few things to work with now. Let's get him another pass catcher. Let's work on this offensive line. Um, maybe help out on the defense as well. I just don't think quarterback is the biggest need on this team at this point. At 20, it is the Vegas Raiders. Um, a second half of the season to build on. I think Antonio Pierce should be a lock. Obviously, there are some big names out there, but Antonio Pierce is a guy who seems to have won this locker room. Last time they went away from that, they went with Josh McDaniels and it all fell apart. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But th this team show that there is... There's talent on this squad. Uh, the, defensively, Max Crosby is a game-breaker. Um, and on the offensive side, like, Devontae Adams still has it. They... they not a team without holes, but a team with optimism going into the offseason out in Vegas. At 19, it's Indianapolis. Weird year for them with Garner Minshew basically being the starter the whole way through. Anthony Richardson goes down with an injury. Jonathan Taylor has the weird holdout thing, and then he comes back into the lineup, and then he gets hurt. Uh, Michael Pittman emerges as a really, really good re uh, wide receiver, but the defense, I thought, consistently let them down, and I think that should probably be a focus for this team in the offseason. At 18, it is the New Orleans Saints. They don't get into the postseason, even after a shellacking of the Atlanta Falcons. And we talked about it a little bit on this show. Um, I would cut Jameis Winston and I would fire Dennis Allen immediately. Um, the, the, things like what happened at the end of that New Orleans game where they run it out of the, the victory formation simply cannot happen. Um, it, it is, uh, I think, an embarrassment for the franchise. And like the, this defense is really good. And Dennis Allen can coach the fuck out of a defense. This defense is really, really good. Um, but that this offense, like Derek Carr looks cooked and they don't have like Olave looks like the real deal, but Kamara's slowing down. Thomas is just not it anymore. They have some real issues on the offensive side of the football that I don't know if they're going to be able to be in a position to correct that this upcoming offseason. At 17, it's Cincinnati. It's a down year for the Bengals um, with all the injuries and whatnot they had. They put up a valiant effort, but they do fall just short. Now we're getting into our um, the, the playoff committee. Where, where we're starting to figure out, like, okay, who should be in the NFL playoff, right? Uh, this is the, the final rankings for the playoff committee. Who are the 14 teams? On the outside looking in, it's Jacksonville. That is not a loss you can afford to have when you're trying to impress the committee or just trying to get into the postseason. That, that's a, a horrendous loss from Jacksonville as uh, they lose to the Tennessee Titans in Week 18, ending their season. Uh, it's a bad Titans scene that they lost to. Can't happen. Can't have that. And so I think that is a really, really a costly one in our playoff rankings, obviously, and one where a lot of hard conversations are going to have to be had this offseason around Trevor Lawrence. He needs to be better. He needs to be healthier. He needs to be better, and they need to be better around him. Just on the outside looking in of our playoff rankings, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now that they have won the division title and cashed that, cash that check, 
I don't got to cheer for him anymore. That was an awful game. Um, any other team in the NFL and they lose that game on Sunday. So the committee has voted them out and Seattle leapfrogs them as the, the, the last spot into our playoff rankings. Anyway, Seattle comes in at 14. They, they get the win. Um, just a couple of real frustrating losses midway through the season that end up costing them. I don't think Geno Smith is the answer at quarterback. I do like a lot of pieces they have across the board. Um, but if they want to kind of elevate in this division and in this conference, I do think they need to elevate at the quarterback position. We've talked about it before, though. That's a difficult one. But man, thinking about it, like Justin Fields would be quite the fit out in Seattle, wouldn't he? At 13, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. My, how they have fallen. At one point, the number one team in these power rankings, now down at 13. That was horrendous. And they still, like, it ended up that they didn't have a whole lot to play for, but that wasn't the case when they fell behind 24 nothing. This, it, the wheels have fallen off out in Philadelphia, and it's going to take a lot to get them back on. At 12, it is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, win in your end scenario, and they pick up a, a strong win. There's a lot to feel optimistic about out with the Green Bay Packers. My concern for the Pack this week is the play of their defense. It is not good. Um, it's the opposite of that, actually. It's a bad defense. But Jordan Love and the pass catchers here have given you hope for the future out in Green Bay. At 11, it's the Houston Texans. So much excitement about what's going on with the Houston Texans right now. And uh, CJ Stroud has turned everything around for Houston here. And maybe they don't have the weapons to, to compete here in the AFC in the postseason, but this is such an amazing foundation to build on out there in Houston. At 10, it's the LA Rams. The offense continues to look really good. Um, the defense, there, there are certainly some issues going into the, the postseason, but they, they have a real fun matchup and a matchup that I think they can exploit the weaknesses of their opposition with LA taking on Detroit. At 9, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um... For Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph and a new offensive coordinator seems to have unlocked a lot of fun in this offense. Losing TJ Watt is probably going to be too much for them to overcome when it comes to trying to hang with the Buffalo Bills um, and slow that offense down. But again, a foundation has been set. It's always set in Pittsburgh, as frustrating as that can be. Uh, it's always set for the Steelers, and they, they they look real good right now going into the postseason. At eight, it's Miami. They look the opposite of good. There are so many concerns about this team, and going up against this Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to be a problem, I think. And the, uh, again, foundation set for sure, but at the beginning of the year and throughout the season, Expectations were a whole lot higher than being the, what is it, five seed, six seed, and ending up as a uh, road team in the postseason. At seven, it's the Detroit Lions. It's going to be so much fun and an amazing atmosphere watching them play on uh, Sunday uh, or, or on the weekend, I guess, as they take on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sorry, as they take on the LA Rams. Um, I don't love a lot of this team, um, the, the roster-wise. I think it is a flawed team, but you can't argue with results. We'll see what happens with Sam Laporta, but you can't argue with what they've done this season. At six, it's Cleveland. I, I have finally given in and bought into what the Cleveland Browns are doing after they lost 35-0 against Cincinnati. But the, the defense is so good. Joe Flacco has unlocked something in this offense. Amari Cooper has been a standout this season, and the, the Cleveland Browns are in a good spot going in, uh, going up against, uh, on the road against Houston, 
game, but we'll, we'll see what this defense is able to carry this team to. At five, it's Kansas City. They weren't going to move up or down a whole lot. Uh, they do move down one spot because at four, it's the Dallas Cowboys who get the win to seal away another division crown. And we talked about it in part one of this podcast. They have a desperate need to win here this season. They have a desperate need to... Um, kind of finally reach the, the level that Jerry Jones says that this team could and that the talent on this team says it can. We, we will see. It's been an underperforming team for about a decade now. We'll see if that turns around. At three, it's the Buffalo Bills. They get the big win that gets them into the divisional round. Uh, sorry, gets them into the wildcard round as a home team, as a division champion. Um, so that moves you up to three. And then two and one, we're always going to be the same. San Francisco, number two. And at number one, the Baltimore Ravens close the NFL season season atop the NFL power rankings. So those are your power rankings and the playoff committee. Uh, the final rankings for the playoff committee are the final matchups I get. Um, if we were to just do this playoff ranking style, Baltimore and San Francisco get the bye. It ends up being Buffalo against Seattle, Dallas against Philly, which holy smokes would that be fun. Kansas City against Green Bay, Cleveland, Houston, can't escape each other, I guess. Uh, Pittsburgh against the Rams, or sorry, Detroit against the Rams, so can't escape each other, and Pittsburgh against Miami. So the, the playoff committee has spoken. That's what it would be. That's what the postseason would look like if we had an NFL playoff committee instead of, you know, actual standings and stuff. Uh, let's do this. Um, a lot of coaching changes happening tonight, uh, or happened over the last little bit. I'm going to push the coaching changes stuff to tomorrow's show. We're going to go in-depth on the coaching changes. Also going to look at some fantasy football awards. But that is going to be the program for tomorrow. So that's going to do it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, remember, if you're listening in podcast form, rate re or review and to subscribe. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and yeah, we'll be back tomorrow talking more football and I'm sure some hockey stuff will come up along the way as well. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.